are you showing me? Score. Um, I wanted to show you my name, but like chocolate. Cupid. Chocolate Cupid. Chocolate Cupid. Who have you? He hasn't. Matched? He hasn't. That's what. Well, she can't be Who Cupid. Who? Who? Who have you matched? Who? Oh my God. You Please. guys want to talk about this now? All right, we'll bring it. Start name dropping, bro. Name okay, drop no, one that couple. No, you actually matched. One couple. One couple. Okay, Jesse Smith and Marcos Cisneros. How did you match them up? Um, over lunch. You, that's a long story. You don't want it. Okay. All right, then <laughs> tell us a couple with a shorter story. They're not. They're all long stories. You guys are a lot. <laughs> Bro. I don't know. Hey, I, look. I used to I sit behind you. Manuela, who's here in the audience. Hi, Manuela. I used to sit behind when she was a little girl. I used to sit right behind her. How can I not remember these things? I remember you walking out with your brothers and your dad, very proud that he had his sons going to mass. And obviously it paid off. Oh. Because you're still going to mass. So kudos to your dad. Yeah. Not you. Because you didn't do your homework when I gave you your homework. you got to bring it up again. <laughs> because you went to a Catholic school. Shout out to St. Mary's. Yeah. Mm. Who taught you everything you know, yeah? But yeah, want, they did. The Chocolate mm. Cupid is a whole other podcast. <laughs> it is. Eternal drama of our salvation playing out from the beginning of creation. Our faith itself is inherently dramatic. Dramatic. It's so dramatic. It's so dramatic. And yet this is how our God loves. He loves. Welcome back, guys. Yeah, we're in St. Louis for Seek 2024. Seek is a it's a conference by it the way. Is so a it's conference, a conference. Yeah. It's hosted by Focus, which is the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. So Look at we you. have about twenty four thousand people here. Yeah, from all over the country. Mainly, the, a lot of them are from the East Coast. Though, yeah. So there's even some who came from out of uh, from another country. Mm -hmm. I forgot Ireland. I think they Ireland, said Ireland, Germany, um, Mexico. Austria, Mexico. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, but guys, twenty four thousand Catholics in a whole arena. That's pretty cool. It's been it's a lot. It's a lot of people. Though. It's been a lot of people. Getting around is crazy. This this is episode twenty, by the way. <gasps> this is our twentieth episode. This is our twentieth episode. Yeah. Dang. Yes, yes, yes. And our first audience. We have a audience with us. We are recording at our air air and <laughs> our Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> It's St. Louis. It's, it's late. late. It's, it's like 1030. We had a long day at the conference, y'all. We've been with each other for <laughs> four days. <laughs> four days. But it's good. Um, so, yeah, if you hear background, just know. Giggly. Yeah, it's we have our peeps in here. And we have our, um, a lot of guests today. So we have Mr. David Portugal. Hello. If you didn't, you heard him. You yeah, heard you his heard voice, him. trust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Paul Lorenz. Hi, hello. <laughs> oh, and then finally, we have a guest who we haven't had on the podcast yet, which is Eric Ochoa. Hello. It's, I'm very honored to be here. Uh, it's the first time doing a podcast ever. So Look at that. Look uh, at my that. wife and I tried to do one, but I was just having a conversation with my wife. It was. Did you get yeah. listens? Like 10. Oh, that's, pretty, that's, that's decent. Mm, yeah. You have a, a face for podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you look you look good with a podcast mic in front of you. <laughs> oh, is that what you mean? Yeah, no one knows. Are you trying to oh, say I'm people sorry. are like? Yeah. They'll know. Yeah. We took a picture together and we'll post it. There oh, we go. Thank see? you. Thank you. Welcome. They will know. They will see how handsome you are. David. Just <laughs> anyway, it's also really late at night, and we're yeah, gonna, it's like almost eleven it after 11. a whole day of a conference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why did we bring her? podcast we were hoping to get a podcast with father mike schmitz but we were but that didn't happen no it's okay it's though. okay the next big anybody best thing we have is eric, <laughs> eric. 
<laughs> How long have you known Eric? I've known Eric since I was 15, 14, yeah. 10 years, dude. You're my leader in youth ministry. Yeah. Um, I was a core, the core leader my junior year of high school. And you're a baby. You sell art to me sometimes. Um, like, excuse me, like, you're a baby. I taught, <laughs> I taught you high school confirmation. Right, to be fair, David, it oh. wasn't confirmation. Yes, it was. No, it was a confirmation no, class. Oh my gosh. I'll pull your records. That was so long ago. He's old now. Well, I didn't even tell the story. I just said that I taught you. I am not. But if you want me to tell the story. I want about... you to tell the story. Okay, so our classes were on Saturdays back when he was a little guy. And I gave um, information to the sub with a lesson plan. And there was homework because I wanted to make sure that they were paying attention. I, don't, I didn't always give out homework for catechism classes. Notice that there were only two students that didn't turn their homework in. One, she never did. But I was surprised that Eric didn't. Do you remember what you told me, Eric, when I asked you, how come you didn't do your homework when you were coming out of Sunday Mass with your dad? So I went to Catholic high school. That's, so mm. I, uh, yeah, that's what he said. He goes, um, but you, you said it with attitude. You said, um, I go to a Catholic high school. I, I don't even know why I'm taking this class. <laughs> Which is why I remember the story vividly, but I forgive you because it turned out well. You're Catholic. You're working for the church. You're married, mm -hmm. but I'll let you tell the rest of that. So good to see you, Eric. But before we get too far into it, <laughs> oh, right, right, I right. think we need to start in prayer, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. yeah, would you? We usually like to ask our guests if they would like to lead us in prayer. Okay. In the name of the Father, Father and the Son, and, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for bringing all these people together here at St. Louis. 24,000 souls, all of them drawn to your love, to your mercy. Every single person who encounters you, follow the light that radiates from you. I also want to ask in this, that this conversation may be blessed and protected by the angels. That all that we speak may be holy and virtuous. Uh, everything that we say may be to glorify you and to honor you. And we ask for the most holy Theotokos to pray for us as we pray. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, pray for us. St. John Vianney, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This is my first time at Seek. Have you, this is your first time at Seek? This is my first time at Seek, yeah. yeah. It's been pretty cool. It kind of blew me away of how much I've been able to receive yeah. spiritually and intellectually and um, and just grow. And, and it's been a while since I've gone to a conference. I could say that's happened. No, that's beautiful. And I think it's a little different now. So to give our listeners context we've i know eric from youth ministry so we started in high school uh i met you when we we're both court core members for the first time so, so we're joining leadership yeah right? so actually uh delilah had we met on a retreat when we were sophomores mm. and delilah I, I, I my faith was kind of in the gutters um but delilah invited me back to youth group and invited me to do summer camp and I did summer camp, applied to be a youth ministry leader. They, I don't know how they accepted me, <laughs> um, but uh, 
And then actually that's how I met Esme too. Because yes. Esme was in middle school when I was yeah. in high school. Eric was my leader when I was in middle school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had longer hair. I still I was still an awkward high schooler and <laughs> she was a more awkward middle schooler. Yeah. And uh, I remember our first conversation. Well, not our first conversation, but one of our conversations, because I was about to go into my freshman year of high school and I was sharing with you that whole thing. Like, oh, I'm in eighth grade. I'm excited for high school. And this is like during relational ministry before youth group uh, teen club started. And you're like, yeah, enjoy high school because the four years are going to go by so fast. And mm. I always remember that because when I hit my senior year, like, I remember a conversation. I was like, dang, he was right. Yeah. <laughs> it went by so quick. I feel like life gets faster after that. It does. And, yeah. like, and I think about that because like we, we went to Steubenville conferences together and mm-hmm. did all those things. And now you have like, who did you bring? Uh, yeah. So I, I came with my parish, St. Gabriel. Um, and it's, I didn't bring anyone young, actually. Uh, <laughs> That's what we thought. When I went to go meet up with them, I was like, where's your group at? And they're like, oh, they went to bed. I was like, so you don't need to shop yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm, I'm like 20 years younger than the, than the uh, youngest person, the next youngest person in the group. So I, w- I came with my parish. Uh, actually, they're the pastoral council. And so, yes, they are a bunch of old people. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, no. It's a joke. St. Gabriel. <laughs> what, are you, what is your title there? Coordinator of Youth Evangelization. Oh, yeah. fancy. Youth minister, so I was going to say like, that, yeah. That's uh, fancy. Youth minister. <laughs> in other words. Um, no, it's been awesome. It's been awesome um, being, actually, I kind of feel glad that I didn't bring a group. Um, and I got to spend time this time, which is, it's a young adult conference, but yeah. I yeah. came with like o- an older generation cause they, they kind of, they, and they shared with me how they live in a bubble up in, um, at St. Gabe's it's in cave Creek, Arizona. And it's kind of like, that's far. Like, it's, it's far. Yeah. It's far. Yeah. And it's really, it's like, it's, it's really easy to just stay in that bubble up there. And they shared how much they've grown in hope this past week of just seeing Mm. that the church is alive in the youth um they hadn't they they were in despair that because it's an older demographic in their parish um and um they don't see a lot of young families or it's they don't see a lot of young adults practicing their faith so for them to come here and see like nineteen thousand college students worshiping god um, like pouring out their hearts to them in adoration and, and all these talks and growing, um, I could, I could have that conversation with them. I was like, yeah, that's, that's my vision for the parish. Like, so mm-hmm. let's go back home and do, do more work. About it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. It was, um, it, it's been really good. It's been really, um, blessed, yeah. like full of blessings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This conference has been great. the talks are good fire like there's good speakers um mass is really beautiful like everything just yeah we just wanted to take like to just to break it down like so we're at an airbnb um just so you, you know where we're at since we don't have video but um yeah we just like i think the beauty of staying like david was saying earlier um of staying at an airbnb like we don't just like go to our hotel rooms and like just like call it a night like we get to come home and we're recording the conversation this time, <laughs> yeah. and and get to break it down and sit with each other and just like talk about like how the spirit was working like yeah. and who through all the talks that were mm-hmm. happening whether like or if we had a conversation with somebody so things yeah. like that so i don't know i know david had a lot to say i'd like to I'd like to kick it off with with him, and maybe we go around just share something that has really like struck us. Yeah, I think what over we, the past we're taking four days. From Seek. What yeah, we've, well, yeah, and what we've we've taken from Seek. 
Um, yeah, I think I'm, uh, I share the, the same sentiments as, as Eric and uh, you all have. Um, this is my first time to seek uh, after knowing about it for, for years. But um, it coming, I, I had, had some thoughts that, um, that I've seen at other conferences. And um, I think after day one, I walked down, um, coming out of, I was going to say the pews, but coming out of the, because we're in an arena. <laughs> yeah, it's a Catholic thing. Uh, but I was walking down, and I, I thought, wow, this is where my budget's going to go in the future, hmm. is, yeah. is bringing um, people to this conference. Um, because it is, it's a well-oiled machine. Uh, they've got it down pat. The registration was flawless, even though we had our, our own issues on registering from the parish wasn't on their end and they picked it up real quick mm -hmm. their 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 um, registration team their organizers i mean it, it's huge it's just so big um and so uh i'm i'm pleasantly surprised in what i've seen and then the lineup of speakers um from obviously father mike schmitz is uh is really the hot ticket right <laughs> now but i mean scott hahn uh, is is here and um i got to meet him at the hotel did you, did you really? really he walks around like no one knows him <laughs> yeah he was like walking around at the bar like just looking for people i'm like dude like You're where's Scott your bodyguard like, where's, like, <laughs> like it was really cool actually yeah. well he's probably I used just... to that that's what aaron says our friend aaron uh she goes to franciscan and mm -hmm. he's at franciscan and he just like wanders it he just like it's yeah. like nothing like everybody's like yeah that's just scott hahn but yeah, he's a big swimming. deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Father Mike can't get from the stage to the no. door. Um, yeah. He's gonna have college girls just. Yeah. Well, he's easy like, on the eyes. What are you gonna do? You know. <laughs> I see you got a little Father Mike Schmidt beer going there. Yeah, I just don't have his uh, jawline. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right, okay. Delilah. Didn't have to approve that really quickly. Just, sorry. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, sorry, David. You're yeah. So I, I was just gonna say, um, and there's there's a couple, and I won't take every them from everyone but i think the the first big mind-blown time was the opening mass hmm. it was over 340 priests i was trying to count them all 25 bishops uh and it was just huge and and there was it was so beautiful uh the music uh was angelic and and i and i think i was just in awe um I think I turned to whoever was next to me and I, was, I said, wow, this is just a glimpse of heaven. Mm -hmm. I mean, heaven, it, it was just so beautiful. I mean, I, I don't know anything that I've seen liturgically or, or otherwise that would rival that. It was just, it was beautiful and it is beautiful to watch them all process in and process out. It takes a long time, but uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, it's a, it's a great thing to witness. Um, and I think that's the, the my initial uh, takeaway was just how beautiful the liturgy has been with the I, I'm gonna guess it's like three-story or four-story uh, backdrop on the stage um, with the image of um, the St. Louis Cathedral I hope I have that name right yeah. but the mm -hmm. cathedral here that just it's just uh, if you ever come out to St. Louis uh, you need to see the cathedral it that has been a, another sweet spot mm -hmm. of this trip but it's just there's just mosaic everywhere and so they've chosen that image um is the imagery behind for the backdrop and i was just going to say like, that that has been one of my favorite things was just the liturgy what about you paul pretty much everything it's, it's amazing to see the vibrant young church that we are going to just have move in and take over from 
the old guys and the old ladies, right? <laughs> Pretty much a lot of what you said, David, was was right on. Um, for me, this whole trip has been all about the Eucharist and has been very powerful for, for, for myself. Yeah, I know for many others, but the adoration last night was, mm. yeah, it was just, you know, no words can describe and how reverent and it just... 24,000 primarily young adults, um, just all there worshiping the presence of our Savior in, in, in the Eucharist in adoration. And all the voices and, and all the hearts there, I, I, I'm humbled by that experience, I'll tell you. Um, had a very profound effect on myself, and it just, um, uh, it's such a great model to watch those young adults model for me uh, the depth of their faith and it encourages me just in so many different ways but just right now it encourages me it will encourage me in the future as well so that, that's really my big takeaway it's just the reverence of my of my uh, fellow brothers and sisters who are very young and but uh, very vibrant in her faith amen i think it works both ways though like i was i was thinking that and i get to have conversations like with yourself and and david because like you are older than we are <laughs> we, <laughs> you brought, yeah. we brought who you came with we're all yeah. young adults but even so there was a panel today mm -hmm. uh with pretty big names like in the catholic world if you are familiar with people's podcasts you watch ascension presents they had a panel with like father gregory uh pine father mike schmitz uh chica um dr edward shree and his wife i don't remember his wife's beth. name beth. is it beth beth yeah beth and like i i was looking at them and it's like yeah we we were talking about like they're almost like celebrities, like Catholic celebrities. And, but it was almost like there's this different feel to it. Like they're, they're up there and they were, it was a Q and A. So kind of like what we're doing right now. And they were giving advice and, and, and they are wise. Like these are, these are people like that I've looked up to for a long time. Father Mike Schmitz. Yeah. He's a big name. Um, I, I love him because before, like I went to go get a degree before I, I knew anything about my faith, like he was there. You know, I was 15 and <laughs> the catechist that I was aiding for wouldn't show up a lot of the time. And I wasn't super well formed or comfortable with teaching. And I would go home and I would watch his videos and he taught me. So I just like would repeat <laughs> what he would say. And he became a big part of like my formation. So that's what I see when I when I see him up there and I see these big names speaking. I'm like, well. They're like our family too, though. Mm. Like we're one body in Christ. And I think that's what's different in coming to a conference like this. It's like we we're all connected in such this deep, profound way. Like we are family and we're here to build each other up. So I think that's kind of like what you're speaking. It, it, it just works both ways. Like I know I think the younger generation empowers the this older generation, but vice versa. Like yeah. I'm inspired to continue like, wow, I hope. I hope I can do something mm -hmm. big like that one day. Maybe not like on a stage or anything, right. <laughs> but I would hope that the Lord would use me in some way like that. I'd to like be to the see how, like, too. I just like to see how it plays out. You yeah, know? for like the like high schoolers and middle schoolers now. Yeah, you know, like it, it's a cycle. It's continuing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What about you, Eric? I think uh, the speakers have been great. Like, 
I think we could all agree, like Monsignor Shea's oh, yes. speech. Oh. Yeah, that like, one was. We're gonna have to break great. that one down too. That yeah. Was, yeah. That, well, I mean, I honestly, what we if you, I don't know, if you guys could copy the link. Yeah, they have on, a website. And then like post it on the on the podcast mm-hmm. episode so people Ooh. can know. Yes, we'll they, have to link it. they it's for free guys. So if you want to hear the talks that we're mentioning or you just are interested in knowing uh, what the speakers talked about, well, Delilah will attach the link to our bio. Mm-hmm. I think it's seekreplay.com. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can find all the talks on there. They yeah. were good. I they highly good. recommend yeah. Monsignor, uh, M- Monsignor James Shays was one. I've never experienced a talk where I felt like I wasn't Christian at a time and I was being mm. preached at for the first time. Oh yeah. Like, like I felt like I was one of the Greeks or the pagans that St. Paul was preaching to and like being in such inspiration by someone who like is holy speaks eloquently. Like I was just so, it was such a powerful talk. And so like, um, I'm not like big fan of like people like doing standing ovations after a speech or, but I think that one was like, it was fitting. Yes. I, I think that was, that was really awe inspiring. Um, but that was like the biggest impact but the most like personal one in the sense of like growth is has been like uh the making missionary disciples training Mm -hmm. so like i've been my parish has came to um do a training session of how to like not on a college campus but on a parish life grow disciples like come like evangelize people and um it's a long game i mean i think david and and paul and Esme and delilah could could say like like making disciples in a parish life it's it's the long game you don't have four mm-hmm. years with people you have their whole lifetime you have yeah. their generations of kids that you want to convert and bring to the faith and um at my at the parish saint gabe's it's like we're trying to we're trying to build that they've been very um been very difficult to grow that um like i said it's the demographic is a bit older but um those young families are still there we're attached to a to a a catholic school and um those young families don't feel like they're growing in their faith and so those trainings of like small groups of relational ministry all that training that has been so good like they they break it down they 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 tell you these practical ways of how to actually bring people to the faith and i think i needed that more than uh inspiring speech i needed practical way of bringing others to the faith yeah i think i needed growth in um as especially as a youth minister i mean until you're in heaven you're not really perfect and there's always ways to grow and i think that's one way that this conference has helped me yeah you know on that we um before we we went on live for the the podcast i had a chance to spent some time with both uh, Father Brian Kennedy and Father Andrew uh, Fritz, who are priests from St. John Vianney, but have have come for the week and have stayed here in the in the house with us um, and uh, get up early and they they're, they're over there to hear confessions and mass. Um, and just right now they were we were like we do every night when we get back is just like, what was your takeaway? What were some of the takeaways? What talks did you go to? And uh, both both of our priests were talking about, they went to the burnout session and I can't, I won't say who it was or the, the title of the talk because I didn't go, but they were sharing it with me. Oh yeah, I went to that one with, I was sitting next to Father Andrew during the talk. Okay, do you know who the speaker, who the speaker was? Uh, his name was um, Tim something. Yeah, like, I mean, then maybe you can fill it in, but I, what the big takeaway, because I, 
they talked about burnout and I've been at St. John Vianney uh, 19 years, going on 20 years. And, and um, I'm sure I've burned out four or five times in, those, in that time, you know. Um, and it was interesting to hear the takeaway that Father uh, Brian shared that um, they talked about, the, the speaker talked about the burnout comes from the feeling of loss of momentum. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that there's, that we're not, that my ministry, right? The ministry that I am serving and the capacity I'm serving in, like, like there's the lack of momentum or the, 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 the thought that there's a lack of momentum. And what I asked and, and they clarified that I, I said, did, did they speak about like coming out of COVID? And it almost sounds like a, a like a cop out because ministry has suffered, the church has suffered, mm-hmm. um, as the world has suffered through COVID. But coming out of that global uh, pandemic, um, I know we see at the at the parish, we we've had a hard time like getting getting ministry back on its on its legs. Like we were a well oiled machine, or at least we we thought so, you know. And so when you're talking about like the long game, um, we kind of got on the topic of high school students and having you know, time with them. And Father Andrew um, really shared about how we have to, how we have to be mindful that it's not just that one encounter for a young person or anyone that we should be shooting for. It can't be this big, this one big retreat or a big aha moment or a talk. Uh, it's, it's a consistent opportunity creating, and, and these are my words, but creating opportunity and space for all people, as they come into the parish, into the church, into ministry, that we continue to walk with them no matter where they're at and walk and, and be patient in that and be patient because it is not, and I love this, and I might have it wrong, but the way I took it was that it's not our job to convert their hearts. Mm-hmm. That's God's job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we, we were wondering like, what am I not doing right? What did, what did I not say, you know, and, or what did we, we didn't, what, where did we fail? Um, so that really spoke to me about the, um, that takeaway. And I think this is what's, what's great about, about doing this podcast. Um, but also in sharing, um, our takeaways is because that I, even though I didn't go to that talk, it still fed me because someone shared their take and I was like, wow. I needed to hear that. If burnout stems from a, as the speaker shares, from place of a loss of momentum, man, that was a bullseye for me, because that I mean the dryness that mm-hmm. that I have I've felt recently has been that, and it, like it is a it, it is that law that feeling that I've lost. I have mm-hmm. uh, ministry, and I'll use my air quotes. My areas of of ministry they've lost momentum and. Yeah, so it's just a, 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 an awesome takeaway that I, I thought was great. I appreciate the comments. I just had to, you know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you know, David about that is, what did you see that got you over the hump personally? You talking about currently? <laughs> 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 well... Um, and, and I know we're, we're doing takeaways from seek and, and I just kind of, I, it's just the director in me. I just kind of recap, like if you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering like, well, what is the, what, how is this podcast feeding me? Um, 
I, I would encourage you to prayerfully consider attending a conference like SEEK. Um, come to your parish leaders and ask them about sending a group, even if it's not you or, or, or your young people, because they're, even though Paul and I are a little older, um, these conferences always have older people that are coming to bring, in this case, young adults. The majority are young adults, but I, I would say it's probably two-thirds young adults and a third older, like myself, um, that need to be fed as well. So a takeaway, as um, I sat with Delilah today um, as we broke away from the whole group, because after four days, you kind of everybody has to kind of find their own space. And Delilah and I made it to a, uh, a talk. And uh, afterwards, you know, um, we just shared as friends would. And it was very, um, it was honest. And it was emotional. And um, I think from that moment, um, after we had our 20-minute talk or whatever, she went to another talk and I left and I felt heard. And I, and I hope that she felt heard. But as God would have it, I walked into the talk with Sister uh, Maristella um, and her topic, and I think you were in, in that one, on finding, uh, finding hope, right? Finding hope. And um, Jesus is our hope and in finding that that hope in our lives. And, and there was a and she shared a lot. But today, what 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 I took from that instantly was the story. She shared a lot of little stories. And the, and the sisters are great with that. Well, yeah, they, they're just great with sharing stories, you know. And I, I think I told somebody, I said, I love when the sisters share stories because, you know, they're not lying. <laughs> literally you know, like, like the, the stories are good and like did you does that really happen these and are I'll, the sisters of life by the way just yes. just a shout out for them because i love them but yes that yeah. sister Mary style right so she shared that she was in a in a very dark place in her own life after she had be, become a nun and i was like ooh, <laughs> like <laughs> did i make the right choice the right decision that kind of thing and i think like you're already in you know uh <laughs> kind of like you're and, and you still have like I don't know, maybe it just didn't dawn on me that they too can have these moments. And obviously, yes. And she said that her spiritual director encouraged her to prayerfully search for hope because God has not abandoned her. Like Jesus is our hope. And so this, this, this burnout or this, this place of darkness that I was feeling, and, and it was in a simple story that, that she shared. One of the stories she shared was about being in New York and uh, the lighting of the Christmas tree. Uh, and I can't remember the, the name of the place right now, but it's very, is it Rockefeller? Oh, Rockefeller Square. Square, Is it yeah. square? Center? So they're lighting the Christmas tree. A lot of people there. And um, she feels the tug on her habit. And she looks down and it's a little girl. And um, she happens to be talking to the mother of the little girl. And, the, and um, she looks at the little girl and she goes, oh, and then... And the little girl looks up at her with her eyes and, and she says, are you Mary? And, and sister says, oh, no, I'm not Mary. Um, but I try to be like her. And, uh, and hearing that, like, with a crowd, we all just like, oh, because it was so sweet. And, um, and she continued her conversation with the mother and she felt another tug on her, on her habit again. And so she looked down on her at the little girl and the little girl said, if you're Mary, where's Joseph? And we're like, oh, <laughs> at that point, sister gets down to her level and she says, she says, what's your name? 
And she said, my name's Hope. <laughs> and I think we just all gasped. Yeah. Because that's what, that's what God can do. And he does. Like, she's searching for hope. And God hasn't failed her. So you're asking me, like, what, how did I get through that? I think it's being able to be vulnerable and to be able to tell other people that, that I'm tired, it's not okay, I'm not doing well, like give me some space or, or listen to me to be there with me. Um, but people who don't serve in ministry don't always, there's not, if you don't serve in ministry, you wouldn't always know that side of it, much like a nurse, right? Uh, or a doctor who's, who's going through burnout. There's, it's just other medical or other like-minded professionals or in that career would get it. And I hearing sisters share that today, just the fact that she said that she was vulnerable enough to, to share her vulnerability. That's it really spoke and and God used that today for me. Oh, thank you, David. I think I think one of the things that that that's a great model of is that ongoing from cradle to grave commitment to the process of discipleship. It's that ongoing. We're family. We're brothers, sisters, and there's that sometimes we make it about ourselves. I, I know you check in with me. Hey, brother, just making sure you're okay. You know, you burnt out. And, you know, I think in my personal experience and, and kind of listening to everyone here, it's when I look at it from my accomplishments that I start failing in the process of discipleship. It, it, like you said, it's not us that does the conversion. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does the conversion. We're just participants yeah. in this. What are you thinking, Eric? Huh? I know, you're like pondering <laughs> over I there. I oh, I'm absorbing. You're just absorbing. absorbing. It's just a lot of wisdom. Yeah, I think um, one thing, uh, Father Andrew, we, we were talking about, uh, my, my favorite question is always, after, after I haven't seen a priest or a friend in a while, it's like, what's been the biggest blessing lately and what's been the biggest cross? And he shared with me, and and we were just um, getting personal, and and after the talk of the burnout, um, there was one there was a one point where he said, um, yeah, maybe it is rational to be burnt out. Like we live in a fallen world, and Monsignor says said it about anxiety and depression. Like, yeah, like we're living in a fallen world where it's the apostolic age where we are fighting uphill to convert souls. Mm-hmm. So yeah, burnt out is a rational response, but but he told, he said something. It's 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 what we do with it. He's like, and burnt out could get into despair very quickly. Mm-hmm. It's a free fall if we don't have Christ, if we don't have God. Um, but because of Christ, because of God, we then realize none of it, none of the fruits is ours. Yeah, everything we've done is just for His failures and successes. Yeah, and I think that was such a. When he said that, it was such a peaceful, like, yeah, yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, like it, just, not it was just like, it was just something I needed to hear at the moment. You know, especially this last semester, like, as a, as a youth minister, like, we've been starting the ministry from scratch. They haven't had a program there for a few years, and um, I just had a baby. Um, for my you first, you had a baby. Yeah, I had. <laughs> uh, Congratulations. Congratulations. Right, thank you. Congratulations. Um, sorry, I have to roast him. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's uh, she's four months old now, and uh, she's the love of my life from my love, the love of my life. Oh. And, um, <laughs> and uh, 
but it was hard. She was in the NICU for two weeks. Yeah. And um, I know recently we have a friend, a common friend who, whose baby is also in the NICU who's mm-hmm. going to be there. But even just one day in the NICU feels like eternity. Like when your baby is just in such a vulnerable state, like one day burns you out. Yeah. And so for two weeks, it was it was really hard. And, um, and I only had a three-week paternity leave. So Dang. like for like two-thirds of it, I was like spent in the hospital, like the, mm-hmm. like in in and not the best way and and ministry was gonna start a week after paternity leave mm. so i'm just like dang yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is gonna be rough um but it was beautiful I, the, the burnt out happened it was the it was but i think this conference gave me just a rejuvenation it's like you got burnt out it was rational it was good but you're here trying to rely on christ from that burnt out and be re- be renewed in him so you could start afresh and continue to persevere for the yeah. name of christ i've appreciated how like you were saying david how vulnerable i think all of the speakers have been and not in the like oh i'm gonna just like share with you all my like trauma dump kind of thing like uh, they, they do it in a very prudent way where like yeah. i'm not gonna tell you specifically what i went through but like chica for example yeah. she was so after me and david were sitting <laughs> for a while and like talking like like for myself like I, I i've reflected on the year and i've just i didn't want to say like out loud but like i just felt a little disappointed in in how the year turned out for myself it wasn't as like i had expected it to be um but i felt a little bit guilty about that like coming uh, to the conference and and things like that and, and even like telling jesus that like you know like i'm a little disappointed mm. <laughs> yeah that's so real but chica like came up to the stage and her her talk was um the title of it was, it was but god i did this for you yeah and i was like oh <laughs> like, that's like, something you would say oh, <laughs> it is, well, yeah. <laughs> am i wrong you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong at all so i was like i gotta go and then she hit she and she was like and then there was no description she was like yeah <laughs> she's like purposely yeah so i was like i didn't there was no so every talk has like a description of like what the talk is gonna be about so when we me and esme clicked on it there was nothing it was blank and she had mentioned that in the talk she's like so you might have noticed she's like it's not that i didn't have anything prepared she goes but she's like i realized like i'm just still struggling and she's like and i'm nervous she's like i'm going and she's like and i'm just gonna let god do his thing basically mm-hmm. as i give this talk she's like I'm, I'm prepared i have notes obviously she goes but that's where i'm at she's like and i'm just gonna be real and I loved that. And yeah. during her talk, she said, like, that it's okay to be disappointed. Mm. And in one of the points that she hit, and that just really affirmed where I was at, and kind of like what you were saying about the burnout, is like, it's it's what you do with it, and, and not staying there. And um, in, in her talk, she was saying, like, yeah, but God, I did this for you. But, like, there are things that we think we do for the Lord, and then they don't play out how we expect them to. And that's when we're like we're disappointed and and things like that. But um, she brought. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I I love that you brought that up. I as a youth minister and and being in youth ministry, you're always taught not to share, give a testimony yes. when you're struggling, and it was drilled uh, into my head to do it. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, I always told like my core leaders like yes, don't. Like if you're still experiencing trauma or you haven't fully healed or you're still struggling in some way, mm-hmm. don't share it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but this, I think the way you said, like this 
conference was the first time I've ever mm-hmm. heard it being allowed. Like, no, it's okay yeah. to like be real about like mm-hmm. sharing your struggle and your, and like like you don't have to wait to be fully healed. Yes, mm-hmm. and that was a constant thing yes. throughout every single yeah. talk. Is like you don't need to be. Yeah, like perfect. Like you're never going to be perfect. That's not the reality, but it's like, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. But it's so real because like you're going to each talk and you're like, all right, I'm not in it alone. Mm-hmm. Like we're even the speakers are going through mm-hmm. it. Like everyone is feeling it. Like we're all going through it and we're all trying to heal in our own way. But just hearing it from like Chica, like her being so real like that from the beginning, it was like, all right, like it's kind of like I can trust what you're going to say. Um. I just kind of want to switch channels a little bit just for the sake of the, the seek takeaways. And, and again, it's one of those things that I almost feel as we're, as we're talking right now, um, you know, coming back from a vacation, mm-hmm. I don't really, I've taken some amazing vacations these last couple of years, but I don't really come back and share much with you all because I almost feel like it doesn't do it justice. Yeah. Like I can't tell you how beautiful Italy was. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to, like you have to go. Yeah. You know, and I think Seek is going to be like that and maybe as you're listening to this podcast um that you take up uh, Esme's invitation to to google it and and to take a look and to see because I'll tell you as and I shared this with you all today uh, or some of you that during adoration last night like there's 24,000 people because we had <laughs> yeah. we had 20,000 I think leading the first, up and then yeah the first first few days and then 4,000 came last night and additional is mm-hmm. what they announced and they came for that whole like Father Mike Schmidt, um, Dr. Shri, mm-hmm. uh, adoration, the, yeah, like, yeah oh, and adoration and confessions, so, confessions, yeah. And I, I think they said eight. How many eight thousand confessions heard? Eight to eight, oh, nine, I didn't hear. four thousand. Okay. Yeah, four thousand yeah, confessions heard. Like that's, that's a, <laughs> yeah. And 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 when we went up, we sat we sat just to the side of the stage. We were able to get some really good seats, like on the rail, close to kind of like where the the band was, but um, but my director hat went on, and praise God, I was next to Esme, and Esme was in it, man. Like like the Holy Spirit had just won her over, and uh, and she was praying. She's you know she's got her hands up in in praise, and and I was in awe. I I couldn't not see what I was seeing without thinking through it like my mind just started running sorry i snapped uh, <laughs> it just did instinctively <laughs> you like you can no see video. that no video. Um, i know um but when it was time for confessions they made the announcement and and thousands i mean people were coming down in droves mm-hmm. to go out into the uh, exhibit area i guess is where they they set up and 300 300 priests are hearing confessions I've never seen that many people r- come down from the arena onto the arena floor calmly, but quickly were moved out of the arena into another area. And again, I, it's, I'm, I'm going to try and describe it, but it's not going to do it justice. <laughs> yeah. But I was, it was distracting how much it was for me in a good way. I was just like, wow, wow, wow. I, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And like I said earlier, I've been doing this a very, very long time. I've been to conferences all over. I've never seen anything close, closely, remotely looking like what I saw yesterday. I, yeah, it was amazing. And then to talk to Father Andrew, and he says, 
I guess it was great to be a part of that from a, a priest perspective. He said that there were times where he just sat there like for three minutes before he had somebody come up to him. I'm like, how's that? I mean, they were they were coming down like it was Black Friday. <laughs> you know, like, like they were just coming and coming and coming. How, I mean, how many minutes was that? A good 45 minutes of people? At just, least. At least. At least 45 minutes. Yeah. So that's my, I mean, I, I, I it was... Yeah, I, I I don't even know what I other than just being in awe. I I realized that I I looked over and I see all my friends and they're all in deep prayer and and there's tears and it's it's, it's, it's emotional. It's beautiful to see that that you wouldn't see outside of heaven. And yeah. so take care of yourself spiritually. If this is speaking to you, look at seek, look into something, come and talk. Yeah, it'll be in Utah. Yeah, plug for next year. It's going to be in Salt Lake City, Utah. January yeah. January 1st. 1st to the 5th, Salt Lake City, Utah. Utah. So it's closer to Arizona. Yeah. Um, Which is nice. Yeah, so look out for that. Um but yeah, I adoration hit different for me yesterday. I mean, it was just as a young adult like I am 21 years old and you know, sometimes I like what Eric like was saying for me to even say that burnout is real. Like for myself, I think like, I'm too young to be feeling burnout, you know, but and that's like the thing I would constantly tell myself, like through this year of ministry, like I'm too like I'm barely just starting. I shouldn't be feeling burnout, but um, we have been stretched out thin in our office. And, you know, I took on the position to be an intern youth minister at our parish and, you know, I went into this with some experience of just being a core member, but not being behind the scenes and so you know having david and delilah and the core team help me like it's been really nice and helpful and you know praise god that he gave me the help that i need for the year and for the semester but for like me personally like it was draining like yeah 2023 was tough like i would say like i feel that like i was just very like disappointed too in how the year turned out like 2023 was not it um but it was kind of like respectfully respectfully lord (laughs) but but it was like (laughs) but it was almost like i felt shameful to admit that to the lord and so even though he knows what i'm feeling and he knows my heart i just couldn't bring myself to bring it to him and admit that to him and so it was like a constant feeling in the back of my my head and my heart felt like as if I was by myself, but I had my community. But it just the pressure of like, I can't share that because I am a worker for the church and I am constantly leading people and I teach and people have told me that they look up to me and they and, you know, my piety and all these things and which praise God like that people have you know, come and told me that because that's affirmation. But I think when you give so much, you don't allow yourself to receive in in the work that we do. And I, I got caught up in just giving and not receiving. And yesterday in adoration, like I just allowed myself to just receive. Like Father Mike Schmitz, he was like, you can, he was talking about a story of two sons, who, um, one who left home and he regretted it and one who stayed home. I forgot the story. And he resented it. And he resented it. Yeah, and before son. adoration, he was like, um, which son are you going to be? You're going to be, are you going to like res- go and he- heal? Um, or are you going to allow yourself in adoration to be held? 
mm-hmm. like or you can like regret it or resent it like it's it's you choose like it's not and one thing like my i think one thing that i really took away from this conference is it's not that complicated like yeah. it, it doesn't have to be very <laughs> that complicated um father mike schmitz he said uh give god the permission to love you for who you are right now not for who you want him to love you for, but for who you are right now. And that spoke to me so much volumes because I was like, wow, like, Lord, you still want to love me even though I'm a whole hot mess. Like, like, that's crazy. Like, I, like some, I felt so little by it now, but just hearing that made me feel so seen big, like in his eyes. We're in a room with 24,000 people, but I feel so seen by you right now. Like, I feel like it's just me and you even though there's so many people, but I just feel so close to you. And like at home, like the chapel, like St. John Mia's chapel is so small. And it was in that, those times where I felt so distant. Like I'm not, I don't feel seen, but it wasn't, we were in a room of so many people and I, and I felt like it was just him and I. And I just allowed myself to just be free from all the things that I've been feeling and just let him heal me in that. And just allow him to love me for who I am right now. I want to just kind of comment on your you know, keeping it simple. I think that really resonated with me. I think it's at the very beginning of the conference, I think it's, that continues to be the theme through all of this. And that is, am I going to fall in love with Jesus? And with me, that resonates very well because I am all about head knowledge. Everything has to line up be logical, but am I allowing that travel from the head to the heart to occur? And then when that happens, am I really trying to fall in love with my Savior? And I think that that's that's been my journey. And like yourself, without, I think you're, it was beautiful to watch what was going on with you. And I thank you for being so courageous to share that because that's not easy to do. But that's exactly what's going on, is that that's an opportunity where you're allowing our Savior to either hold you or to heal you. And I think I also heard you say it's, you need both. Yeah. And I think a lot of us do. And I know I did, and I still do. It's, it's that really experiencing God's presence and yearning for it and needing more of it and just keep growing in love. So thank you for sharing. I really appreciate it. Yeah, praise God. It was nice getting to sit next to David and, and Paul during adoration. I just felt all the fatherly love too. All the papas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the papas, literally. It was papa, <laughs> main papa to one, main another papa, papa by my side. Um, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Asmi, for sharing that. It's, it's so cool, like, see, like I said, like middle school, and now like you're here, and it's just it's like it's a whole woman. Yeah, a whole woman. Like, yeah, I, I think uh, d- during this uh, this week, this conference, prayer life has like sucked as a new dad. I'm not gonna lie. Um, There's no time. <laughs> it's like it's like it, it, yeah, no time, yeah. and like, and you would think like, oh, but you work in the church. I'm like. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, like you, you find other things to do. And Paul, like you, when you said like, you're more ahead and like heart, like, um, I struggle a lot with wanting to read more theology books than prayer. Like I'm like, I'm more in like, Oh, I got to read and like 
I have to be perfect in apologetics, not perfect in prayer, mm-hmm. and perf- perfect in my relationship with God. Um, and I think this week, you know, like every retreat that I've been to or like conference I've been to, I always try to find like scripture that like resonates. Um, and I went to confession and this priest gave me a scripture verse to pray on like Christ in the garden. Um, and I read the one from Luke because like sometimes they, they, they're yeah. different, you know. And the one from Luke is the he asked the disciples to not go to sleep. But he, he says, do not go to sleep. Pray so you may not be tempted. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I've not, I don't remember that. And for some reason, it, it like spoke to me. He's like, like, Lord, like what? What do you like? Have I been sleeping this whole time, and I've been tempted to like fall into these things, like these hardships, you know, and not relying on you and relying on myself? And then it says like Christ, like the the famous like prayer that he says, like Lord, um, let this chalice pass, but be it not my will, but yours. And the part that I I really stuck out to me was the the angels. He like God, the Father sends angels to strengthen Christ. Mm. I'm like, man, it's Christ. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like, like you know. But it, at that moment, then he started praying even more. Like, like mm. after the angels were sent, he started praying more, and then he started bleeding. It wasn't before when he was like going through this agony with like he's like, Lord, pass this chalice. It's like no, it happened after he prayed mm. to his Father, His will be done sends the angels and then he starts bleeding like sweating blood and then he goes to the disciples again slacking slacking um, and but he says like rise to pray do not be tempted and it's just it, i think it, it it was it was a call like it's just to remind me of um during during this whole week it was just to persevere in prayer mm-hmm. like to not fall asleep into into all the the you get swallowed in life like you like you mm. get numb and you fall asleep in like the daily the day to day and you just don't pray or, and i think i've been falling into that and this whole week it's been um adoration yesterday there's this one song that always gets me it's the one it's like the heart i have nothing to give like um yeah gratitude is like to a king but, ha, but, but a hallelujah. Sorry, you can't sing it. But a hallelujah. Yeah, yeah I can't sing it. I can't. Um, but I, I was like... How does it go? I got, wait. Where's Brian when you need him? I know. Bri-bri. I have nothing to give. But all I can but all I can say is a hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. And that's really... Um, yeah, this week has just been like a wanting to persevere in prayer again. And, and learning how to pray, pray as a new dad. I think like every stage of life, you just learn how to pray differently. Hmm. Like as a little kid, you, you just got to level up, you know, y- yeah, new, new level. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, also like, I mean, when I was a seminarian, when I was uh, married. Wait, you were in seminary? Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Like you just, you just grow, like prayer grows with you. And you don't really acknowledge that. You always feel like, oh, at this point in my life, I was praying great, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, like, why can't I continue to pray like that? But you, like, prayer grows with you. You and I'm pretty sure, like David, you could say, like, as a dad, like, prayer looked different when you were ma- just married with your wife, or mm, prayer looked different when you were from married yeah, to a single sure. life, you know. And it's yeah, it's been it's been beautiful this whole conference and seeing everyone else like just pouring out. The one part in adoration I was like, wow, was that there was this man who stood up 
and was just so convicted and he was yelling son of david have mercy, mercy on, on me, me. Mm-hmm. oh son of david have mercy, mercy on, on me. me and that's um and this could be another part two episode but so i'm um byzantine catholic and we could explain that later but um there's a famous the, one of the oldest prayers in the church is lord jesus christ son of god have mercy on me a sinner um and when he just stood up there and just like start praying that I'm like i don't know i was just very moved and inspired and i was like man i just want to have the perseverance to just yell that out i'm not i'm too introverted to do that yeah like, <laughs> he said so he did it for me yeah yeah uh, but like i want in my heart to be yelling the way that man yelled yeah, and yeah. and yeah that was such a beautiful you know at first i was like oh yeah it did call me off guard but but then once i heard uh what he was saying i was like wow that's lord like mm. please help me to pray that way yeah yeah it, it's it's easy to see where you where you are where you land and and like the the bar has been raised you know when you step outside of your own diocese yeah and if you're as stubborn as i am sometimes you come and it takes a a, a day or a moment to like am i going to be impacted by this like mm-hmm. you know not to eye roll the whole thing um i i, I did uh, as you were sharing that i don't know why but monsignor shay um again if you if you do the seek replay uh, please, please listen do. to his talk yeah yeah um there was there was a, a moment there that that he shared um in his talk yesterday i forget when i spilled it's my like coffee two days ago <laughs> yeah spilled my coffee. <laughs> i spilled my coffee walked in late spilled my coffee yeah and, <laughs> and then yeah then esme's picking it up and i feel bad <laughs> but but um Monsignor Shea was, was I, and it was my first time. I know you all had caught him at the keynote, and I hadn't. And I was just mesmerized. I'm sitting in the back of whatever, a few thousand people that are in front. And I'm just hinged on, on every word. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about becoming saints. Like, that's, you know, that's the goal, right, to be saints. But he was, uh, when he was talking about the, the church, that as, as the bride, the, the church is a living organism. And the bloodline of the church uh, has antibodies, and the antibodies of the the bloodline of the church are is is the saints. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Don't be fooled to think that it was easier to be a saint back then, because the world is such a mess now." He says, "If anything, it was harder to be a saint back then." And I'm sitting there going, "Wow, I, I never thought of that, you know." But and he said that the saints are the antibodies for. The church, for in, in her bloodline, the church has warts. Like she has illnesses, and so make no mistake about it, we're not denying that that she's always had illnesses. And he was using that like that reference, and and he he glanced right past Vatican II, but he said after Vatican II we saw a great division, and we see it today, and we see mm-hmm. subdivisions from from that. He says, and you can have like opinions and takes and you can feel a certain way. He said, but the one thing you can't feel is anger. You cannot be mad at the church because if you're mad at the church, if you're angry at the church, then you're searching for a utopia. Mm-hmm. The church is not a utopia. The church is the bride of Christ and she's a mess. Mm-hmm. He says, and there's, so there is nothing else to do but to get out there and be saints Mm. He walked off the stage. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> 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 I 
That was a mic drop. He should have just walked off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's be saints the, and walk So that, that what, <laughs> I love what you said on that, on the, um, you can't be angry at the church. It's like if the kids of Noah would have been angry at the ark. It's like <laughs> the whole world is like crap. Like it's flooded. It's just yeah. like you, you're like, if it's not the boat, you're going to die. <laughs> if it's not yeah. the boat, you're going to die. <laughs> That's all you got. Uh, yeah, said it don't matter if the um, elephants pooped in the corner. You gotta <laughs> get on it. The monkeys yeah. didn't want to sit by the yeah, elephants. Exactly, exactly. The elephants didn't want to sit by the uh, by the lions. Right, you know. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. And so, like the church is like, yeah. There's like a huge flood in the world right now. Like it's society's crap. It's divided politically, culturally. Yeah. Um, even within our church, <laughs> it's like divided. But you, like, I love. I wasn't at that talk. But I, I debated going to that talk, but they had the liturgy talk. Ah, I was like, mm, oh. the liturgy guy. Over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. actually, I'm a, yeah. Um, but um, it's a seminarian in you, mm-hmm. dude. I went with another ex seminarian. Yeah, that's why I went. There you go. That's part two. <laughs> yeah, and then I went. Actually, I actually saw a good friend of mine who's a priest now in Ohio, um, and he came with his college. So it was actually pretty providential. Um, but I'm glad you said that because I, I, yeah, the. G.K. Chesterton was the one that says everyone who blames the church or is angry at the church for not saving the world is like the people angry at the boat. Mm. Um, and it's because you're not in it is why you should criticize it. Yeah. Um, but when you're in it, you shouldn't be criticizing it. You know, you're it's saving you right now. Like, <laughs> and you're part of it. You yeah. are the yeah. church. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like, be mad at yourself. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, look at yourself. Like, is your bed clean? Yeah. Like right. Jordan Peterson, like you know, change the world, <laughs> clean your bed, clean your bed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, he was legit. But that's awesome. I'm glad you. I'm glad I heard. I I I didn't know anyone that went to that talk. So I'm well, glad we, you shared we, it. Yeah, we stumbled in a little late, a lot late, because they took forever making our coffee. So yeah, their coffee. Yeah, the coffee was outside the convention center, and they were rude. But anyway. <laughs> Shoot. No, some girl rammed into me and spilled my coffee. And Guys, didn't we're trying to sorry. convince people to come to this conference. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, hey, uh, I'm on just that, saying, though, did the girl who spilled my coffee didn't say sorry? I still forgive you. <laughs> get it, get it. <laughs> hey, but on that, I think it, it, it was, that was an early uh, one-day takeaway. Was It was so crowded. People were bumping in. But it would be so nice. Sorry. Hey, no, don't worry about it. Boom. Sorry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right? And, and with a safe haven, right? Maybe it's not a utopia. But a safe haven to know, that it, like, it's heaven. Like, you're walking around other people who are not just of the same faith. Mm-hmm. But they're on fire for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, like to, just to walk around so many people that, yeah. that are like-minded has been a beautiful thing. My favorite part of all these conferences, the only time I've ever felt the liturgy, the mass has been the same is the March for Life, the National Shrine, like when they have that mass. But my favorite part every time I go come to these big conferences is uh, the amount of sisters that are oh, around. Yeah. <laughs> love it and it's like man you guys are the ones keeping the church stable right now like your guys' prayers and your guys suffering and then all mm-hmm. the brothers too yes. you know yes. um and the priests like Can't it's like the brothers it's such a beautiful and i love that there so many are here actually um my wife's cousin is a sister 
and I saw oh. her here. Um, and so she, it's cool. She's a, a poor, uh, poor, uh, poor, poor Claire? Claire, yeah, poor Claire of perpetual adoration. And she's a nurse. So she's in labor and delivery as a sister. Bruh. So she's, yeah, she's awesome. And what's beautiful is that, um, before she was a sister, she was like in the same college as my wife. And, uh, my wife credits her a lot for keeping the faith in college. Um, cause my wife was, uh, struggled a lot, um, being away from home. Um, and so, so she didn't recognize me. I only met her one time. Um, but I was like, Oh, I'm like Allison Sitzler's husband and whatever. And she took a picture with me. I'm like, gosh. And then I saw another sister who was my theology teacher. No, not theology teacher, but she was, uh, my teacher at uh, St. Mary's at my oh. high school. And she was one of the reasons why I entered seminary. And so I was like, man, I wish people who you know are not like practicing catholic or like who struggle with their faith could just spend a whole day oh, being yeah. surrounded by sisters that's it that's i think it would be done. like healed yeah yeah you know or especially like those like older people who just remembered sisters being the yeah. you know the ruler oh, sisters i'm like they're not, yeah, like same. Right. They're not but, mean guys you know, not to say they didn't exist like yeah, I, for sure. I do oh, think yeah. people did experience that but i'm like Oh, it's changed. These Meet younger the sisters si- now. Yeah, like, yeah, like okay, spend, just spend yeah. a whole day with the yeah. sisters of life, you know, or like the Dominican sisters. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, like there's just they really are a witness of what mm-hmm. heaven is like, you know. Yeah. Not every, the lay people were cool, but like sisters <laughs> are like. He's a top notch. Well, I think they're like the Navy Seals of the church, man. Mm. You know, as you're saying that, and uh, Ryan Ayala keeps coming up in in, in my mind. I'll, I'll share a little bit after <laughs> mm-hmm. when we're off. But um, I, I took uh, 17-year-old Ryan Ayala to when he was uh, when he was a teen on core. Took him to a Congress uh, RD Congress out in uh, Los Angeles many many moons ago, and we we ran into each other here. We kind of and it came up. He goes, "Well, it's ain't RD Congress." I was like, yeah, no, it's not RD Congress, and uh, no shade on RD Congress. Shade. Um, <laughs> shade but, by the way. <laughs> shade by the way. Um, <laughs> But but Ryan said yeah he goes but you know what DP uh, he said that he says that uh, opportunity exposed us to the the bigger church mm-hmm. the larger church and I remember them running around and, and it was a group of them they they were just blown away because we had the Salesian sisters with us at St John Vianney at the mm-hmm. time so they thought all nuns wore gray habits mm-hmm. so they're walking in they're like hey how come her habits brown. And how come her habit's white? And how come her habit... Yo, it's like the Power Rangers. <laughs> He's like, it, it really is. It's like, you had, you saw a red cape, you saw a blue cape, brown cape. It was you like, would. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, yeah. And so I, I remember Nayeli Ramirez was like, Randy, hey, what color is that? Are they? And I'm like, go ask them. And so they would. She like, tells me that too. I'm like, she's wearing a pink habit. I've never seen it. Well, there was it. one with a red habit. Yeah. She was by herself. It's a little suspect. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know who she was. Hey, ignorance on my part. <laughs> she looked like little red hat, little she red hat. Like but she looks <laughs> sweet. But canceled, canceled. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you know, if you know who they are that wear the red habit, hey, and they usually Katie. come in pairs, and she was by she herself. herself, right? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think it was you who said she was suspect. You said it. Don't see <laughs> it. It was one of us. We're both dark. We couldn't tell. It was dark. Oh, All right, let me take this away. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> intro, <laughs> transition <laughs> music. 
No, yeah, entering the rooms with sisters is so comforting. It's like, ah, uh, like, not like I love our priests, but there's something about the sisters. But it's just like, man, like knowing that there's cloist, um, cloistered nuns praying for us. Like, cloistered nuns are those who don't are nuns who don't come out to anything anything like they're really like cloistered in a they're room the ones in and they're the like they're praying yeah. constantly yeah and they're they're out there yeah yeah it's awesome power rangers not getting over that sorry I know. <laughs> but look i was just like i like that i said not powerpuff girls okay <laughs> there's only three powerpuff girls isn't there only like five power rangers six no but there's like different okay co- anyway i don't know <laughs> it's like it's eric it makes sense power, thank you thank you look for me for me it's like um, uh but i think one thing that's cool too is like the nerd in me was like i've never been in to mass with a cardinal uh, uh, oh. uh so like uh there was two cardinals oh yeah you guys were at you guys were at the cathedral for mass right yes, the last yes. two days um so yesterday and today it was two cardinals one cardinal from mm-hmm. germany um which if you don't know, and honestly don't, church politics could sometimes be very despairing, but Germany's kind of a, uh, yeah. like, they're going through rough times, so pray for Germany. Um, there's just a lot of things, um, yeah, just pray for Germany. Um, and so... The church yeah, in Germany. Yeah, pray for the church in Germany. Um, but this, this um, and especially this cardinal comes from... Um, a town a diocese that's like historically like struggles with a lot of atheism because a lot of like famous atheist philosophers Mm. come from there and so he comes and he's so uh he's so in love with the faith and such in hope like he came here to like have hope and in the youth and he gave giving us hope too um of like the fact like yeah there's good priests and cardinals and bishops coming from there you know and and then today there was a uh, um cardinal dolan who's uh, um who originally was born here in uh st louis ra- was raised here but he's a uh, uh, archbishop in new york city um which is rough in its own i mean um yeah. new york city in general um but if you saw him like processing in the dude was slapping his bishop's brothers on the back and he's like just talking to them, like shaking their like what David would do if he saw you. <laughs> but like as we were processing in for mass, and he was such a down to earth man, and just like very beautiful, and um, also like a lot. I think a lot of people appreciated. He said the mass pretty fast. I think he, <laughs> I think he chose the shortest Eucharistic prayer. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that was the cardinals. And if you don't know, cardinals are the ones who can elect the next pope or who themselves can be potentially elected. So that for me was like really cool. It was like, ah, oh, don't screw this up, please. I can't <laughs> the next pope. He's like, Sorry, I was like, you like that uh, huh? like, like, I was like, oh, you know. Oh. <laughs> I've actually, you said he's from New York? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Cardinal I, Dolan. Yeah, I think I met him actually. I think he, he's he very, gave me communion. He loves oh, the sisters. Oh, Slight Flex. Slight Flex. Yeah. But I think he gave me communion. Yeah, he, he, uh, when he was leaving, he saw the Sisters of Life and he was like, come, come, like, follow me. Like, and they like all followed him, like, mm-hmm. you know, like the seven dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was like, he was pretty tall. So it's like, uh, Power so, like, Rangers, the sisters. seven dwarves. What else you got? What else you got? 
but it was it was just really it was really cool and i'm just like ah oh, gosh this is you're right david like when you come to these conferences it does give you an idea of like what heaven will be like you know um you will be all in different places and you know mary will probably be right like you know you, like, you'll be in the last row in the stadium and mary's like you'll right be there. in the last row of the stadium <laughs> <laughs> i'm in heaven well it's late yeah. it's and you clearly <laughs> we gotta take eric back to his hotel <laughs> Oh yeah, oh. I totally forgot. Shoot, <laughs> 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 you can't see that, but I frown. I was like, <laughs> anyway, Shoot. it's been great having you, Eric. Yeah, it's always it's a blast. Great. And David, and, yeah. yeah, and our guests, yeah, our listeners, yeah. Yeah. our live yeah. listeners, Yesenia, Manuela, Eileen left. Eileen, w- one, Panda, one left. It's okay. Yeah. She was tired, but it's been great. Yeah, thank you for listening. Do you want to lead us in a closing prayer? Yeah, sure. All right. In the Father, Father and Son, Son and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord, you know the depths of our soul. Every room, may you shine your light in every corner of our soul. That everything that we are, both weak and talented, strong or untalented, you may fill that with your grace, with your love, with your mercy. And we just thank you for this opportunity to to live out the faith. You placed us in this in this place in this time for a reason. May we always remember that it may it be your will, not ours. And we ask you to give us the strength to send your angels to strengthen us in prayer. In your most holiest name we trust. In the name of Father and Son. Amen. Amen. And we'll see you next time on do you want to say it? The Dramatic Catholics. It's Dramatic, dramatic Catholics. Catholics. You're dramatic fake. Catholics. You're a fake fan. Retake. Fake fan. Have you listened to us? I have listened to you guys. Oh. But I'm like, I struggle with watching podcasts a lot. So I like pause. You're not watching, like, you're hearing. <laughs> you're listening. listening. <laughs> like it's 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. Um, fine. Dramatic Catholics. Thank you. Catholics. Dramatic Dramatic Catholics. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Second language, second language. Dramáticos católicos. Bilingüe Cristo Rey. Viva Cristo Rey. Que viva. Anyways, yeah. Bye. Adiós. Adiós. We're back. Yeah, we're back. No, but this last episode that we recorded was at the beginning of this month, so during over New Year's, but we went to Seek. I know you didn't get to go with us. I didn't. I wish I had. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It was it was amazing. But David had mentioned earlier in the podcast how as much as we can try to explain the encounter that we had with the Lord, each of us, like especially in a space like that where there's like-minded people where we're just gathered for a specific purpose you know and so like yeah how can our parishioners experience something like that yeah it's a great question i mean i think it's a it's a great image to consider how do you explain a trip to the holy land a trip to Mm -hmm. rome a trip to your grandma's house on christmas day i mean it's it's not only the the you know the people, of course, it's also the smells and the sounds yeah. and and certain vibe. I don't know if that's a yeah. It's a like trying to like try Catholic to just word vibe. <laughs> vibe. We call it the Holy Spirit, part of the Trinity. <laughs> but there is there's a special kind of emotion and and uh, energy that that goes through 
a gathering of the body of Christ. And that's what we feel at the Easter vigil when mm. the, the Paschal candles brought in. That's what we feel after somebody's lifted out of the water in baptism. That's what we feel the first time we receive Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. I mean, it's, it's impossible to describe to somebody else except in superlatives. Like this was awesome. This was mm-hmm. amazing. Gosh, you've got to try it. And to an extent, any of us who hear the person explaining to us what their vacation was like or what this experience was, as you all just have from listening to the experience of these ministers at Seek, uh, our job is to trust and take a, a risk mm. that we will have a similar experience. Yeah. And so anybody who has interest in going to Seek next year, I know at least one parishioner has already signed up. Oh, yeah? Wow. Can I say who that is or do we have to bleep this out? Uh, I mean, if so, they're cool with it. Miss Eliana Navarro. Oh, we love her. So go Lumberjacks. She texted me right away to let me know that she was going to go to Seek Ah, 2025. Beautiful. Which is crazy, right? So anyways, uh, if we would take a risk and give it a shot that we might experience the same uh, encounter with the Lord and encounter with his body, who are many, many other Christians by going to Seek, I'd like to also ask you to trust me, trust David and Delilah and Esmeralda and so many people on our team to come to the mission that we're hosting. Uh, I don't even know what the word would be for us, what we're going to do. We're going to offer a chance for the Holy Spirit to come and enliven our hearts, fill our church, fill our parishioners with the answer to the question, what are you searching for? Yeah. And of course, the missing piece, who are you searching for? Is probably the question. Spoilers. Right. Spoiler I know, alert. but I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, okay, who are you searching for is Jesus. You know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But it's a real question. Uh, we're going to consider this over the course of three days as a chance for adoration and fellowship and prayer, both silent personal prayer in front of the Lord, as well as communal prayer in praise music in listening to testimony from some really interesting people. Uh, and by the way, we've been praying and I know this team has been praying for all the participants in the mission. We don't even know who you are yet yeah. because it's up to you to, to take the chance, take a risk and come join us. Uh, the 25th, 26th and 27th of February. Yes. Coming up but very quickly. Book it. Yeah. What days? The 25th, 26th and 27th. What days of the week are those? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. We kind of feel like we're like selling carpet now. Like, <laughs> Sunday, 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 Sunday. one big day, one night only. No, but this is three nights. It's amazing. 6.30 to 8.30 over three nights, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, 25th, 26th, 27th of February. And again, it's just, it's impossible to describe if you haven't been there. uh, I just ask as your pastor that you trust me, you trust our team, you trust the Holy Spirit who is calling you to a deeper encounter with Jesus. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain because I have been asking myself since I was probably four and could start to think of these questions. What am I searching for? Well, I'm searching for happiness. I'm searching for family. I'm searching for love. I'm searching Mm -hmm. for purpose and meaning in my life. I didn't say that exactly that way at four years old. (laughs) I was like, wow. Although I am from (laughs) Ohio and we're just a little bit above average out there. (laughs) But over the course of the years, 
even if I wasn't articulating it that way, that's what I have been searching for. And I would bet every single one of you listeners has as well. And, mm. and you're still asking yourself, wherever you are at in your faith, in your life, in your work, uh, in your relationships, you're searching for the missing piece, who is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And you'll find him in an even deeper way than you already have by coming to our mission. Also, if you're willing to take this risk, then I'd invite you to, to consider asking somebody else yeah. who you would love to take the risk with you. Have them come. It could be somebody who has never been to church before, never heard of Christ. It could be somebody who has been away uh, for whatever reason, for however long. It could be somebody who is going through something particularly heavy right now. It could be somebody who just could use some uh, fellowship. And this is the place to get it. So February 25th, February 26th, February 27th, there is no cost. No cost. Except Six. your time. Yeah. Taking this chance, coming and receiving the Lord's love. Yep. It'll be at, from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. in our gym. So, and it's open to everybody. So, uh, I know some of our high schoolers will be there. Um, middle schoolers are also welcome to attend as well. This is for the entire parish. Yep. And I think, uh, yeah, I want to underline that because there were some collection counters who are, I won't say who, but (laughs) they're in their eighties and they're coming. Uh, we have everybody in between Mm -hmm. little ones, older ones, men and women, uh, new to St. John Vianney, sometimes some longtime parishioners. Unfortunately, this one is only in English. So uh, you're welcome to invite everybody who speaks Spanish as well. Uh, this time it'll only be in English. We are looking to do a, a different mission in Espanol later in the year. But for right now, like Esmeralda, or excuse me, like Delilah said, everybody, <laughs> we just miss Esmeralda being here. Yeah, we don't did. We? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Delilah and I were saying, this is so strange, but lovely. And I'm glad to be here with you, yeah. my sister in Christ. Uh, so everybody's welcome. We hope to see you there. If you have any questions at all, let us know. You don't need to do anything uh, too crazy to sign up. Just uh, yep, just, just ask us up. for information. Mm-hmm. Show up February 25th. That's a Sunday evening at 630 in our Centro Santa Cruz. That's the big gym right next to church. Yep. And we will see you next time on Dramatic Catholics. Yeah.